Don't change, people be hating on me for no reason, it's so lame Foot on the gas, no propane Noodle, you goofies, no low name You got money, but got no game I got the respect way before fame Got no regrets, I got no shame Taking over, about to go insane I thought they told ya I'm a neighborhood soldier Pops told me when I walk around, act like they already know ya Oh man, first of all, first of all, for, for my the three people on this screen, good morning all right, but to everybody else, to everybody else, welcome to the Always Climbing Podcast. We here with another beautiful episode. This is a crazy episode. All right, we got a crazy guest. We got my boy David Bates, aka David Goggins, aka Devin, <laughs> a man of many names. All right, a man of many names, and we got my boy D Allen, aka Mister Goosebiggity, and y'all gonna learn more about that later. All right, and we got your typical. Two hosts, me, myself, Bryce, and Jovan. All right. First of all, I want y'all to like, comment, share, subscribe, favorite, all of that. You know what I'm saying? Set the notification, click the notification bell, everything, because we don't want y'all to miss any of this beautiful content every single week. Make sure y'all follow us on Instagram. You know the drill. All right. Um, and again, we just want to continue to promote this future climbers project that we're going or program that we got going on in the city of Akron. Okay, so. Shout out to those kiddos. Be on the lookout on our Instagram and our TikTok. We're going to start sharing a little bit about those kids so you guys can get to know what type of kids we really are dealing with. We were dealing with some rock stars. I know that for sure. Climber of the week. Uh, we don't have any climbers of the week. All right. I told y'all. Y'all got to let us know. Show us what's going on in the city. So my question to my two, my two cutties, David and Divorce, do y'all have any climbers of the week or do we move on? Y'all got anybody that's just been grinding? Anybody y'all want to give a shout out to that's just been in a bag? Any companies? Any up and coming companies? Any individuals? Any? Uh, you know, you know, it's it's somebody. He's in the military, actually. Uh, his name Arena. Um, so to me, that's my climber. Um, that's my sailor. He came in the Navy not too long ago, and uh, you know, actually, actually, it's, it's nice that you say that because. Um, he was doing something repeatedly every single day, every single day. He he came up to me the other day. He was like, you know, um, he said, like, what am I doing this for? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's such a small little task, right? Um, but later on, like earlier on this week, he got recognized for it because, you know, it wasn't a small task. Um, it was something that people higher up were looking at, but it, it, it seemed small to him. So um, that just goes to show, like, no matter what you do, if you – um, do it to the best of your abilities, you know, eventually you're going to re reap the benefits from that. Period. Period. Uh, <clears throat> this might be stereotypical, but for me, uh, recently, I would say uh, my wife, actually, uh, she's a therapist, you know, went to grad school, kind of stopped, still trying to find her lane through the therapy or the work therapy world, but uh, she's getting close to the end of her residency, so Pretty soon here, uh, by the middle of the year, she'll be um, be able to practice on her own. So not having to be under anybody, not to report anybody. She uh, she decides to she can open up her own practice. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's huge. Love it. Yeah, she works. You know, Monday through Friday. Um, you know, adapting to her uh, client schedules. Um, you know, having to have a job, you got to listen to somebody's problems. You know, all day and help them figure out their problems. You know, put their problems first. Very selfless. So, I'm. I think I could do it, but to the extent that she does it, I don't know how she does it. So, 
I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Uh, power couple, huh? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here, Mister yeah, Mister Smith, dealing with D base. But anyway, um, <laughs> man, them is two for sure. Two climbers, man. That's what I, you know. What I'm saying them is some true climbers. So I'm glad y'all yeah. y'all y'all adapting on the fly, and it's it's a beautiful thing to see that y'all got somebody in y'all life that's uh you know shedding that that climbing mentality all right so that's that's dope because i couldn't find anybody i couldn't think of anybody i mean i already shouted out some people uh in my life you know we do this every week uh but that's that's why we encourage any listeners if y'all know somebody or a company or anything any student company regular uh, plain old person that's on a grind that's really climbing that's doing the same thing we about which is no excuses right having that discipline Focus on you. Keep that same energy. Any of these topics that you see, if you see somebody that represents that, let us know. Hit us up yeah. on Instagram. DM us. Comment on this video. Whatever. All right. Let us know about somebody so we can give them a shout out. Now, today, we're going to talk about a couple things. But the main thing is we're going to learn about my guy, David Bates. We're going to learn about the type of lifestyle this guy lives. All right. Not to get into too much uh, mushy, gushy, you know, details on my boy d but i mean i couldn't be more proud of this guy you know this is definitely somebody i look up to somebody i always have looked up to uh going to the university of toledo with this guy working with him uh becoming becoming best friends with this guy learning his routine learning his mentality learning what he's really about learning his values uh this is an incredible guy this is definitely somebody that uh the whole world needs to know about for sure so he based man <laughs> Man, give us a quick introduction of where you from, you know what I'm saying, what you read. Uh tell us about, you know, what what school you went to and and now what what job you do. I uh, appreciate the introduction. Uh, I promise you, you know, I'm just I'm a normal guy. <laughs> I don't do nothing special, I don't do nothing crazy. Uh from from the Hackman Canton area. Uh, you know, went to the University of Toledo, was roommates with divorce, uh freshman year. I met Bryce freshman year. Uh, we all been great friends since uh since then um honestly i didn't have this path planned for myself i would say until i got to college uh before then i was in high school taking all engineering courses uh, i wanted to be an architect so bad not sure why i think i just love you know buildings and you know the way things are laid out beautiful homes you know my dad did a lot of side work with his hands too so i think that's kind of where i found uh that uh, niche at but uh then i went to you know my senior year of high school and realized how much math was involved <laughs> and that kind of was like yeah i'm gonna chill on this uh and then i kind of went to college started looking at what i wanted to do in my life uh you know my parents built themselves up to have a lifestyle that uh you know that i wanted to have for myself if not better you know my dad always told me you know i work hard not so you can get to where our, we are at today or where I'm at today, you know, so you can do better than what I'm doing, you know? So uh, for the whole U.S. Marshals, you know, avenue, it didn't happen until I got injured in high school playing football. And I was on the couch, you know, one weekend, had I was on crutches. And I had to watch, you know, I watched this movie called The Fugitive on TV. It was like old movie from like the 90s, maybe. Wesley I think I heard it. I yeah, think I heard of that. I ain't seen it. Wesley Snipes was in it, so you know, I was mm -hmm. I was when back in his era, you know, whatever. But uh, 
It's about him running for the from the U.S. Marshals or whatever. Billy Bob Thornton, I think, is the the marshal in the movie. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But I was like, man, these dudes are, you know, go getters. You know, he came onto the scene. You know, uh, basically took over the scene, looking for this fugitive who escaped on accident. He escaped on purpose, but escaped on accident. You know, so I kind of was like, man, that'll be a dope job. And I would say it was freshman year of freshman year of college. Embarrassed to say this, it was like this night class that was easy. I was like, I can read the powerpoints and get an A on the class. All right. So there might have been a couple of times where I didn't go to this class. You know, regrettably. <laughs> But this one time I did go to this class, uh, a deputy from up there in Toledo, who's a supervisor, he came and did, uh, at, at this night class, came and did like a little introduction on the martial service, you know, whatever, uh, told us about what they did, you know, who they were, you know, where they were located at, They're located everywhere in the United States. We have offices in Guam, Puerto Rico. We have re- uh, foreign field offices as well that we're still establishing everywhere, uh, but uh, anyways, talked about the martial service, fell in love with it even more. I had almost forgot about the movie by this time. So talks about the martial service, fall in love with it, take down his information. You know, he starts telling us about how to do internships. So take down his information and like six months later, it's my freshman year. I hit him up like, hey, I'd love to do an internship, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, OK, that's awesome. But you're not eligible yet. You have to be a certain age, you have to be a, in a certain grade in your college career. I think I hit this guy up like three or four more times, like every two months begging for an internship, you know, finally gave me one. Uh, I ended up doing like a four month internship. They invited me back. I ended up doing almost eight to nine months as an intern there, you know, back to back uh, for the whole school year, uh, leading to my last school year. And that's kind of how the, the Marshall path came along. But what made you what made you push through and persevere and keep begging him for that internship? Because most people would just give up. Most people would ask maybe twice and be like, all right, bro, I don't think I don't think he really rocking with me. Right. So honestly, uh I, in the criminal justice field, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And once I seen this profession, I was like, oh man, this is absolutely what I want to do. I don't know anything else I want to do. So there was really no plan B per se. It was just always this plan A. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. So, you know, up until then, you know, I'm going to have to figure it out, you know, so I can get there. So I think that's, I think that's just debased, though. You know, he's always been persistent. Like, yeah. whenever he got something on his head, you know, his mind, he's just going to keep going for it. I know, absolutely. Parents wouldn't, parents wouldn't have it any way, any other way, you know. So, uh, just the way I was raised. So. So, so we was joking for anybody watching or listening. We were joking. Uh, I spent a lot of a lot of time in college with with David and, um, like the base. Even with the internship, even with you know graduation and stuff, he graduated early. Right. This is a guy with determination. So y'all make sure y'all take notes because we about to get into it, and I want you to learn something today. All right. But graduated early from college. Right. Did the internship, double duty of the internship. You know, not everybody even does that. Not everybody, everybody even does an internship, period. And then David and I, we both oh, worked yeah. at the grounds crew together, right? So we worked <laughs> at the grounds crew together. I worked for money, and that's it. I just worked, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I wasn't here to impress nobody. <laughs> you tell me to cut grass. I'm going to try and cut grass <laughs> as fast as I can, like a contractor would, right? So I can go back and lay down. That's <laughs> it. 
Steve Ace was a steward, a true steward, right? So yeah. basically, we gotta we gotta go cut that grass. Steve Ace gonna make sure every blade is cut right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and before you know it, you know, the base ends up being able to be in a position where they trust him to basically be a manager, literally. Like the manager got got hurt. What happened to him? Broke his ankle, yeah. Bro, bro broke his ankle, and next thing you know, D-Base is really running a whole campus <laughs> by himself. Like, Dude, literally. Man. That's crazy. Literally. And, and then he would literally, to the point where he would have to call the, the main campus uh, manager and ask for people to come help him. You know who would come, though. You know what I'm <laughs> But, but next thing you know, D-Base telling me what to do. Like, yeah, bro, let's go. We got to go do this, this, this. I'm like, bro, you really are the same age as me, and you running a whole <laughs> campus. This is the type of person we're dealing with now. This is the type of person that y'all can learn something and really realize how what your potential is. All right. Mm-hmm. So with the with the US Marshals debate, a lot of people don't know what the US Marshals is, bro. Um, even myself, when you would say US Marshal, I'm I'm like, I'm like, is he a you kept saying it like in college. I never searched it. So I'm like, is bro a, about to trying to be an FBI agent? Is he a glorified police officer? Is he just a state trooper? Like, what is a U.S. Marshal? <laughs> so a lot of people don't know what that is, man. I, you know, I did my research now, but just go ahead and explain that piece. Like, what's the difference between all of these different career paths and what makes U.S. Marshal special for you? So uh, right there with you, I think a lot of us our age, even uh you know, maybe people a little bit older than us have no clue what the U.S. Marshals do. If you hear marshals, sometimes they think, oh, the air marshals or whatever. It's totally separate, uh, totally separate profession. Um, we're the oldest law enforcement uh, agency in the in the U.S. First one, actually, established uh, 1789, uh, September 1789 with the Judiciary Act. Uh, we have a huge amount of function that we do. So the big one is as uh is fugitive apprehension. So going out looking for violent fugitives, you know, uh these guys commit violent crimes, get cases put against them, you know, arrest warrants put out. Sometimes these guys flee, go hide in uh other countries. They can hide here in the US. So we're in charge of finding them wherever they may be at, whether they're stateside or you know, somewhere where we can extradite them from. So, uh, for instance, like we uh, had a guy recently who uh, went down to Mexico. So he got arrested down there. We got sent down there to uh, extradite him back to the U.S. So he's in their custody down there. They let us know, whatever, fly down, pick him up and bring him back to the the uh, district where his case is out of. So he can be brought before a judge, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other stuff we do was we provide security to federal judges and uh, all the federal courthouses around the, the U.S. So there's 94 districts. I want to say there's 400 plus courthouses, I would say. So, uh, you know, have providing security for the judges while at the courthouse. And then also, you know, at their homes, you know, they're under our protection at all times. Um, we're also the custodians and uh, security for all federal prisoners uh, in the U.S. government. So. Uh, we're in control of uh, bringing the prisoners to court, you know, actually to the courthouse, transferring them from wherever facility they're at, whether it may be my van, uh, bus. Uh, we also have, uh, you may, there's a movie called Con Air. Yeah, I think it's a Bruce Willis movie. about like Con a, Air? Con Air, you ever heard of it? I feel like I've heard of that. No, I thought that was like a hair company. <laughs> Con Air. No. <laughs> no, Con Air. It's like a, 
it's a movie. I think it's Bruce Miller's movie about like uh, prisoners on this flight going from one location to another. Something happens, whatever. But uh, that's a, like a legit thing called JPATS flights. So we're the only uh, agency who does this, but it is a commercial flight for only prisoners. So we have actually deputies and and staff who fly these uh, fly these airlines. And uh, you know, so if you have a prisoner who has a case out in California, he's coming from Ohio. Once he finishes his case here in Ohio or whatever, he'll hop on the, the JPAT flight and they'll transfer him over to California. He will be received by the marshals or facilities out there. Uh, so that's another thing that we do as far as like getting the prisoners to and from where they need to go. Um, I didn't even know that. See, yeah, so that's, that's another crazy thing we do. Yeah. It's very low key uh, seizing assets. So, uh, you know, a lot of the big cases like the RICO cases or even smaller cases that aren't RICO cases where uh, you have an enterprise who, uh, you know, either through selling drugs, narcotics, or any type of illegal means, you know, they gain a bunch of uh, money, cars, houses. It could be anything. Animals, honestly, that's another thing. Uh, Some people, you know, get rich and famous or not famous, just rich and buy like exotic animals. We are... uh, the agency who's sole responsible is uh, to seize those assets and divvy them back out. So we have a bunch of houses, cars, guns, animals that are in our possession from these cases where, you know, these people gather those through illegal means. Mm-hmm. So we're in charge of divvying those back ups, uh, divvying those back to the uh, community. You know, uh, the victims of the violent crimes, whatever, you know, that goes to their funds. Um, another thing that's pretty cool that we're in charge of is witness security. WITSEC is what we call it. Uh, that's where, uh, you know, we have, say you have somebody who has some information or used to be part of a criminal organization. And for whatever reason, they want to come forward, tell what they have to tell, but, uh, there will be repercussions for that. You know, basically they're snitching. So there'll be repercussions, you know, maybe they'll come after them, try to get them killed or whatever, uh, if they meet, if they meet a certain criteria, they can be put into WITSEC, where basically you get a new name, new identity. They move you to a new location, help you with employment services, all that. So that, you basically look. That must be for like serious situations, huh? Like, yeah, like, yo, I got some info. You know what I'm saying? But y'all gotta <laughs> yeah. help me out. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. This is for like major criminal uh, enterprises where this happens. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, don't quote me on this. Uh, your watchers may have to do their own research. I believe it started in Cleveland with the mob, the mob uh, stuff in Cleveland and Chicago and stuff like that. So in New York, so uh, like a lot of these ex-mob guys, you know, um, had information, wanted protection, and it'll be put in wet sec for it. So it's another cool thing we do. Uh, a newer thing that we're doing right now is the missing children uh, 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 investigation. So looking for missing children, whether it's uh, kids that are runaways that can be put in dangerous situations, you know, or kids that are being sex trafficked or uh, work labor trafficked. So that's something else that we have been doing, you know, day to day where we have people that's their specialty. And then also Mm -hmm. uh, along with the fugitive apprehension, we have a SOIC. There are sex offender apprehension guys who, you know, their sole purpose is to make sure these sex offenders are staying in compliance. They're not moving where they shouldn't be moving, living where they shouldn't be living. Uh, 
they do, we're in charge of putting the case on them, apprehending them and taking them back to jail, you know, keeping the community, keeping the community and children, you know, safe. So it's a couple main functions that we do. Uh, but yeah, a <laughs> yeah. That's he said that a couple. Is, yeah, that's heavy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot. Oh, wow. That sounds like uh, it's not enough time in the day. Right. Uh, he could nah. still go on, I feel like. Nah, yeah. It's, how, it's come you ain't, how come you ain't at work right now? What is that? How come you ain't at work right now on one of them? I know. I probably, whatever. probably should be. There's a lot of stuff to do. Always, always something to do at work. So, Yeah. I, I never even heard of like all to that much detail of what you mm-hmm. did. Um, so I appreciate that insight. Yeah, no problem. Now I know the training for that got to be crazy. Can you go into like yeah. exactly what that looks like and that that process? So you go through the whole hiring process. They do a background. Um, <clears throat> you're going to talk to your previous employers, current employers, family members, family members, neighbors, your neighbors, Buddies. yeah, your friends. I'm sure they, they came. They came to my apartment, y'all. They, yeah. they came all the way to my apartment. Yeah, so uh, wow. they come and talk to everybody, make sure you're a good person, a person with integrity, you know, uh, they want to make sure you're a clean person. You, you don't want to hire, you know, somebody who uh, is not a good person, you know, who may have some criminal charges or anything like that. Um, to go through the whole hiring process, you go through a medical examination, which is just like your basic, uh, would you say your basic, uh, you do it every year, physical, basically physical. Uh, and then you have a fit test. Uh, the fit test is a mile and a half run, a minute of as many push-ups you can do, a minute as of as many sit-ups you can do, and then you do a sit and reach. You know the little box you sit and reach in. So there's standards for everybody's age. You know, male, female. Pass that, and then you go down to the academy. The academy is down in Glencoe, Georgia. Uh, it's 18 to 20 weeks, depending on when you go. Uh, Glencoe is a old military base, so it's all fenced in. The Glencoe is so big that it has its own zip code. It's crazy. It's like its own city within a confined space, uh, you know, fenced-in space. So uh, marshals are down there. There's a bunch of other federal agencies down there. BOP and Beirut, right by prisons. Um, HSI is down there. ATF down there. So uh, basically down there, you take your courses. So it's like college, you know, with guns and other extensive training. So take defensive tactics, you take criminal law, uh, you take your firearms training, um, pretty much all your law training that you can possibly imagine you get down there. You know, they set you up for success. You learn how to uh, run a criminal case down there. So uh, take multiple tests while you're down there. I think we took four or five written tests. They have a lot of uh, practical um, PEs that you take down there, you know, hands-on things that they teach you that you got to pass the PE for. So whether it may be a driving PE, like, all right, you got to do this driving course. You got to get, you know, such a good grade on this. Your firearms PE, you know, shooting your pistol, your rifle. You got to get it passing for to graduate, you know. So so basically the academy day-to-day is getting up. You're doing some type of workout every day. You got some type of classes, eight-hour classes every day. Is every day truly every day, like Sunday to Sunday? Uh, No, no. So... Down there, I'm glad you asked that. So it's Monday through Friday. Uh, I think our day started at 7.30. We ended at 3.30, 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's um, nice. Sometime in between there, your uh, your instruction staff might come pay you a visit. Might be some push-ups being done, some type of running. 
you know, uh, whether it's during the, during the day, in between classes, before classes, after classes, you know, um, so you're getting taught by uh, the Fletzy staff down there who are full-time staff members there on the base, or you're getting taught by uh, your agency-specific staff. For me, it was martial service staff who would teach me how to do things the martial service way, basically, you know? Uh, yeah, so it was Monday to Friday, weekends off. Spent a couple holidays down there. I went through during the COVID time. So, so interestingly enough, uh, there's not many of us who went through the same time I went through. But uh, when I went down there in November of 2020, I was not able to leave until March of 2021. So, spent Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, my birthday, all down there in uh, in Georgia. You know, but you have a classmate. Sorry, a class comprised of, I would say, 48. I think it's 48 is the max you can have in a class. Honestly, by the time you get out of there, you guys are all like brothers and sisters. You can talk to anybody about anything. Mm -hmm. You got people from everywhere. I had a classmate from Puerto Rico, Montana, California. Uh, Never met somebody from Dakotas before. I had a classmate from North and South Dakota, you know. And then you also got people going everywhere, so... Had a dude from Puerto Rico going to Oklahoma. You can imagine the culture shock that he had, you know. Uh, so you kind of, by the time you graduate and everybody goes their separate ways, you got friends everywhere in the U.S. So mm. That's dope. Now, in the, yeah. in the academy, did all of you guys make it through or was there like a set number that had to graduate? No. So the goal is for everybody to make it through, but everybody doesn't make it through. So whether uh, you fail, you know, a P.E., you know, whether you fail your firearms or your driving, uh, whether you fail your fit test, you know, you have an initial fit test, the same one I told you about before that you take when you get there, you get to pass it by the time you graduate. Um, whether you fail a written test too, you know, those can be tough. There's a lot of information that you need to retain, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, to the law because you don't want to violate people's, people's rights. So we have to really make sure that people are understanding, you know, what you can and can't do within this profession. So a lot of people, you know, sometimes fail those as well. Uh, you get retakes, but some people don't always pass the retakes as well. So I want to say in my class, we lost just to failing some like people who actually got dismissed from training and couldn't come back. I think we lost like four. So it does happen. So you have to, after hours, it's literally on you. So, you know, you can work out after hours you can study after hours or you can do nothing after hours you can go back to your room play the game and just chill you know and not worry about it so you know a lot of us got together i have my close group of friends who i still talk to to this day we all worked out made study guides going to the library and it's it's basically like college all over again you know where it's up to you your success is up to you so now do i remember this correctly that you were pretty young in comparison yes. to your your peers, yes. So I was twenty two. I, I was twenty two down there. Uh, I was me and my one friend. We were the two youngest by at least two years compared to everybody else. You got uh, so one of the hiring things is uh, you have to be at the age of thirty seven or under thirty seven by the time you graduate the academy, unless you have some type of specific military waiver. So we had one guy, one or two, I know one for sure who had a military waiver and uh, due to, because he was in the military, you know, and served, he couldn't go straight to the uh, the academy, you know? So uh, he was 43 going through. 
he passed and everything did an awesome job actually, you know? Uh, but yeah, we were fairly young. You know, a lot of us, some people have a bunch of experience, whether it's military police experience or whatever. Some people are straight out of college. Like one of my good friends who, like I said, was my age, he was straight out of college. Um, first or second real big boy job out of college. So got yeah. you. Divorce, divorce. What was, why am I camera tripping? Hold on, Kyle. Yeah, you got a little blurry. You're a little cloudy right now. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm saying divorce. What? Uh, let me see if I can fix it. But divorce. What's your? What was your experience like in your academy? No, it's it's uh, honestly. And let and let people know. Let people know which who you are and what you do too. For those that don't know, just remind oh, them yeah. one time. Oh, um, I'm a I'm divorce. Um, I'm not I'm not new to this group. We've been together since high school, of course. Um, me and D Bates, who's when we went to college together, he was my he was my roommate. I only went to college for one year though. Uh, D Bates kept going, um, but instead of instead of finishing college, um, I joined the U.S. Navy. Um, I'm in college now, but I joined the Navy. But hearing hearing D Bates talk about you know his training, it sounds pretty much it sounds pretty similar to us, honestly, um, because you have your eight to ten week boot camp. Um, right off the bat where you're learning instructions, you're learning um, how to be in the military, how to be a sailor. Um, you're, you're, you're also, you have class time where you're learning um, about different manuals, different processes and procedures. Um, and then after that, so that's about eight to 10 weeks, um, you're getting, you're working on your physical conditioning and stuff like that. And then um, after that, you go to uh, what we call a school, it's called apprenticeship school. Um, uh, where you're, well, I was there for 13 weeks, but every, 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 um, rating is different in the Navy. Um, so some people may be there for a couple of weeks, but I was there for 13 and you're pretty much learning how to not only, so boot camp is where you learn how to be a sailor, how to be in the military. And then this apprenticeship school is where you learn how to do your job in the Navy. Um, so that was 13 weeks. And then after that, you get deployed, and obviously, I'm I'm in Bahrain, um, in the Middle East, and where I'm actually doing my job and getting um, real world experience doing that. So it sounds pretty similar to uh, to um, to debates, except for we're not in the same area. It sounds like you were what in that on that on that base for what five months, five mm -hmm. six months, um, at least with us is two or three schools separated in between those five or six months going to different locations. Oh, okay. Well, that, this is off topic. Yeah. Ahead, I, don't yeah. mean to throw, I don't mean to go too, too off board, but the words, did you have a hell week? Did you have to do a hell week? Um, It's not a hell week. It's not a hell week. It is more like, um, actually, I, I can't really talk too much about it. It's called like battle okay. stations. Um, It's at the end of the eight week um, boot camp, Um, And pretty much everything that you learn through those eight weeks, um, you're, it's almost a simulated. Uh, I was trying to see because uh, kind of limited on what we can say with that. Um, you basically you basically get put to the test. Yeah, you yep. get put to the test, and and with that, it, and with that comes like literally you don't sleep for about 48, 48 to I think it's fifty six hours. You actually don't sleep, um, oh, and you're consistently going from one task to the next to the next. It's like okay, this happened. Okay, this happened. This happened. This happened. And it's just consistent testing you on what you've learned. You're up for about 56 hours straight. It gets it gets difficult, but by the time you're done with it, 
you're a Navy sailor, you know, like yeah, you're, you're a sailor. Yeah, you know. I was. I remember when that's I was probably a that. good feeling. Yeah, it is. I remember playing at Temple. They had, uh, you know, the program. Um, they would come in. It was like former Navy SEALs, and they kind of put us through like a that kind mm-hmm. of training for two days and gave us like two hours of sleep. Came in the next morning, and did the same routine, but it was all detail oriented and just listening. It, the whole workout was scheduled for an hour. Took eight hours. Yeah, man, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's tough. Well, I mean, I I can only imagine what seals go through. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's necessarily difficult. It's just very, you know, you up for a long time. You know, about a about a I want to say about a fortieth hour or something. You kind of. <laughs> <you know, laughs> Well, it's tough. What's today? <laughs> All right. Yeah. What's t- yeah. Days yeah, are cool. Running together. What uh? What's either of y'all can share? I'm curious on both of y'all stories, man. Like during that training time, during that academy time. We'll start with you, D base. What uh? What's the number one thing you learned? Like, what's the number one life lesson you learned? I'm sure you learned a lot about yourself and a lot mm-hmm. about life. But if you had to pick one, what's the number one thing that that you took from that experience? So I feel like a lot of the times uh, you hear this, that that your body will give up before your mind does. Or maybe I have that flipped around. Whatever. Like you'll hear, you'll hear uh, something that you have to do, some mm-hmm. kind of task, you know, uh, or like we have these martial challenges where they make us do uh, some, some crazy, you know, physical activity. So you'll hear uh, about a task you got to do and like, there's no way I can do this. Like you're already doubting yourself from the beginning. Like you've never done it before. You've never taken your body, your body or mind to that spot before. So you'll be like, dang, like, there's no way I can do this. Like, you think this is the thing that's going to get you kicked out or this is the thing that you're not going to complete. And, uh, you know, being there with, uh, you know, your brothers and sisters, your classmates, uh, seeing like looking left and right, like, all right, well, they're struggling, too. That makes them no different than me. We're all just people. So, uh, you know, you really learn to dig deep and see where you can take your body while being down there uh, in the academy because you have no choice on that if you want to pass you know you gotta you gotta really dig deep mm-hmm. so that was some kind of some some of the lessons I learned you know you thought you're gonna do your regular stuff that you do you know working out like in the gym uh you know your regular exercises but they really put you to the test mentally and physically down there to you know some people reach their breaking point some people get to those breaking points and push through some people don't uh so I really got to see a side of myself that uh, that I didn't think I had that was able to just grind through, you know, the events, you know, like we used to break down the days, like, you know, especially you have a hard day, like, all right, well, I got to make it to lunch. All right, I made it to lunch, you eat lunch, you're sitting there at the lunch table, like, all right, got to make it to dinner now. So breaking down those days, those, the the minutes, you know, the hours, the events throughout the day to, to get to where, uh, you know, to the end, so. I think that's something that uh, I learned while being down there during my couple months of training. So, so, so be be present, but still have your eyes on the end goal at the same time. Yes, a hundred percent. Like everything, everything you do, everything you do has to be towards that end goal with a purpose. Yeah, yep. with a purpose. Just for that. your struggle is no more worse than the person next to you struggle. You know, you guys are all struggling. You know, don't feel bad for yourself. You know. That's that's something they always say. Like, stop feeling bad for yourself. Just get through it. You know, mm-hmm. what's feeling bad for yourself going to do? It's going to make you want to quit. So, so, so this is kind of on the topic. But one thing that I I found myself uh, really enjoying as an athlete 
was funny enough, bro. David Goggins says it like taking people's souls, like taking souls, and a um, not in, in in a lot more uh, juvenile way. But mm-hmm. when I was same thing you said, like just that mindset of like I know other people are going through what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. That would give me so much fire and make me more competitive because I'm I would look at their face and their face expression and their 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 them feeling sorry for themselves was everything I needed to be like I ain't sweet that ain't me like right but I would even though I was tired in my in my spirit I would just find something extra in my body and I'd be like man you good over there you straight <laughs> I'm tired as much you good. Let's go, man. Come on. Right. And they was like, bro, Bryce is crazy. <laughs> so I took him bugging. <laughs> so I, I can relate to that, man. It's just that 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 little bit of just understanding like other people are going through what you're going through. That's that's huge. What about you, mm-hmm. D Allen? What you learned, man? Um, for me, for me, it was a I learned a lot of like personal things um about myself, um, which you know helped me. I, before I joined the Navy, I feel like I was in a, I don't think I, I, I don't even recognize myself if I was to think back um, about before I joined the Navy. Um, I think I definitely like boot camp itself allowed me to grow out of my shell because um, you're, you're put into like leadership positions. Um, when I was in boot camp, I was, I was, a, I was an RPOC. That, y'all may not know what that is, but it's like you're the leader of your division. Um, so, you know, you're, you're leading your division the whole time. You're, uh, making sure everybody's on time to uh, what we need to get to. Like you're leading the division. Uh, my division had about 90 some people. Um, and every day is just a task. You know? And I learned, I learned a lot of stuff about myself. Um, and I also learned that, um, you can't do anything alone. Like you need to, you need a good team um, around you to accomplish a goal. In boot camp, you're set up to fail. Like right. every, yeah, you're set up to fail. Like there's no task in in boot camp you're going to be that you're going to pass at. Is and I know that sounds crazy, but literally, um, if they if they tell you if you're if if you got to run a mile and a half, right, and say something, let me say a crazy time. Let me say they say ten minutes, and you run it in ten minutes, you get in trouble because you didn't run it in nine. You know, mm-hmm. so like no matter what, you did not do good enough until that day where I told you, you you go through battle stations and you've been thinking you fell in the whole time. You've been thinking you fell in the whole time. And then the last day, battle stations, you do it. You still think you fell. And then it's like, you know, like you get that sense of, oh, OK, like everybody, like the RDCs, which is the the uh, recruit divisions commanders, they like, man, y'all did a good job. Like y'all, you know what I'm saying? So this is- uh, I would be like, bro, what? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. This is the satisfaction you get after failing repeatedly and then getting it, you know, getting yeah. it. Um, and you can't be successful um, without having a good team and making everyone doing like their part. So I learned a lot about, um, you know, trusting other people. And um, because sometimes even b- before the Navy, I would like to, you know, take things by myself, um, carry, you know, carry things on my own. Um, and I learned um, that you can't do that. And I've learned some stuff about me as well as like how to be a leader. Um, I won't go too too deep into that, but I learned a lot about, you know, my leadership style um, and how I operate around other people 
in that, you know, you learn, you just learn a lot of stuff about yourself pretty much. I think boot camp is more of figuring out who you are individually and then using that for the betterment of the team. Period. I like that. To be our back off something DeVore said, uh, as far as like, you know, they, like, I feel like I was in an environment as well where they, you know, they set you up for failure. They set you up to, to gripe within your class, you know, like they'll give you a task like, hey, they, 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 it's funny because they'll even ask you, like, you'll have some kind of task, like, hey, you got to put up that equipment. Like, how much time do you need to put up that equipment? Uh, mm. Mr. Bates, how much time you need? Oh, like five minutes? Or you got a minute, 30 seconds, go. So now <laughs> everybody's scrambling, you know, to go do it, you know? And then they probably I'll be don't like count an hour? the whole, yeah, <laughs> They probably don't even count the whole minute, 30 seconds. Minute goes past, you're getting yelled at. All right, on the line, all right, all right bear crawl, or your next exercise will be the push-up, the sit-up, the squat, you know, whatever. So you're constantly going through that, you know, uh, you know, getting smoked, you know, is what we call it, getting smoked, any type of physical activity, getting smoked or whatever. And, you know, it's angry, you know, there's tension between the group because you just want to be done. You know, this is unfair, whatever. And they want to see you, uh, they want to see what that's going to bring out of you. Are you going to start being one of those person who bickers between you and your classmates? Are you going to be a leader who, you know, like, hey, let's push through this guy, guys uh, and girls and, and get through this uh this iteration of training, you know? So uh, that's, that's definitely- the, That's happened. the first thing I thought about was just like, even just people that I know in my personal life in Akron, like just people I grew up with or something or my old teammates and even some of the high school athletes I train now, like if they was to get talked to like that, bro, I swear to God, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm actually bad. debates. You said something about, uh, you said that like, they'll time you. Yeah, this is the most annoying thing in boot camp, man. It's, it's ninety of us, ninety mm-hmm. guys, right? And I'm, they say, y'all got ten minutes to shower, yeah. all y'all. Yeah, you, you yeah. got ninety guys. So by the in the beginning of boot camp, they don't tell you how to deal with it. But you get, but if you don't make that time, you getting beat. So it's the same thing as you getting smoked, you getting beat. If you don't hit that, if you don't hit that ten minute mark or whatever that they give you. You getting beat, right? That so just sounds like you, some type of rash that's just begging to come come about. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you gonna make sure you you know you gonna make sure you straight, you know. How? But by the by the there, hey, there's a system, man. There's a system. Hey, I'm telling you, but the, the first day, I would say maybe the first week, y'all not making that time limit, and you're gonna get beat every day, right? And you get so tired of getting beat for not hitting this time limit. Y'all start thinking like, all right, we're going to do it in the sections. Each section got three minutes and 50 seconds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's crazy. By the time you done in like nine minutes, by the time boot camp over, you figure it out. Ain't enough time for that water to get hot. Ten minutes is kind of crazy. I, I think it was more like 15 minutes or something like that. But Still, we, bro. I think, we narrowed it, I, I think we narrowed it down and everybody get like 30 seconds or something like that. Like. Oh my god! You know, you know somebody ain't shower. Hey, yeah. hey, dudes, you know, dudes, dudes, dudes out there. Two seconds. They like Diallo get out, bro. Hey, but somebody hygiene, went in there musty. Hygiene, yeah. the hygiene, the most important thing, man. In the Nate, like hygiene is a date, bro. They the hygiene is so serious. Like if you not if, say we give everybody thirty seconds or whatever. If you not in there for your thirty seconds, lather it up. Yo, you getting called out. Get back. Yo, <laughs> get back. It's so dirty, but in there. Did you wash the crack? Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yo, but hey, but David, man, that's some that's some fun times, man. I 
Uh, one, one thing that stopped me from going into the Navy for so long is because I was, I kind of was a little nervous of boot camp, but now that mm-hmm. I went through it, it's like, ah, I would do it again. And it's funny because like you're in the middle of it. And when you're in the middle of it, you're like, man, this sucks. I just wanted to be over, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I get together with my friends and I tell you that some of the biggest I laughs I have is just talking about yeah, dumb yes. stuff we got into yeah. there. Or yes. you know, like hey, you remember yeah. when this instructor instructor said this to this person or made us do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like it's some some of the funniest times, you know. So that's that's, yeah. that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. What uh, I think I, I think I lost like fifty pounds in boot camp, man. I got. I think I lost like eighty pounds in Bryce camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> I, mean, I, need, I need to go through boot camp. You did. Um, what's what? Tell me this, and, and if there's nothing bad, that's great. But um, a lot of people, man, when they get done with something, so it, adverse isn't the right word, is it? Is that the root word yeah, of I adversity? Say, I think that is. It is adverse, adverse. times. Um, yeah. When they go through such adverse times or, or you know, tr- trial trialing times, they change. And so a lot of times they change for the worse. A lot of times they might be uh, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Very emotionless for a little mm-hmm. bit, or they might be a real bland. Other times they like, yo, this changed my life. Like, I'm a better man, a better person. So how has y'all life changed since joining the Marshals, since joining the Navy? Um, give me the good, the bad, the indifferent. What's up? Uh, so I think initially, like I said, I was confined to, I guess it's the same for divorce. I was combined, confined to only that training environment all day, every day for, you know, months. So, uh, you know, I talked to my loved ones through FaceTime on the phone, whatever. Uh, a lot of the times I was spending with my friends, studying, working out, you know, all that good stuff. So I don't know if anything negative really came out of it. I feel like a little bit initially, I was just so excited to be done with the training and go straight to the work and put my abilities and skills I had learned to the test that uh, initially, you know, I started overlooking, you know, family time, uh, you know, talking to loved ones, whatever. It was all about, you know, work, work and do this, do that. Or like, all right, I learned this this way, you know, so I got to do it this way. Uh if that, if that makes any sense, like I, I think I start to neglect. I was just so happy to be out and done and be doing the job I dreamt of doing. I didn't, yeah, I never thought I would do this job. So uh, I was so happy to finally get out and get going that you know I had to type of I had to take a step back and be like, all right, well, you know, family time is important. You know, I'm not in the academy anymore where 24 seven I was, you know, about the academy, about the job all the time. You know, so I think that was something uh, negative. Maybe you can call it negative that came out of uh, uh out of the job and out of the training. Uh, as far as positives go, it's like the academy, like so. As you guys know, I was in law enforcement for two years before. I probably went through one of the hardest academies in the state, and uh, you know, you feel like you know everything, or you feel like your your skills and tools are sharpened. Uh, something positive that came out the academy is that uh, you know, you can never. You never can stop learning. There's always something new that you can learn, a new skill, uh, whether it's uh, mentally or physically, um, you know, reading, you know, up on topics, learning more about law, learning more about people, you know, different religions, different uh, ethnicities, you know, just learning about just taking in all the knowledge you can, you know, because I definitely got to a point where uh, 
before, I was like, I mean, I already got the job, you know. With my old job, I was like, I already got the job, you know. I'm already doing what I want, like doing something I wanted to do, you know, loosely. Uh, I've learned everything I needed to learn. What's the point of keep to keep learning, you know? Mm-hmm. But with this job, they definitely push you to know more, learn more, because uh, ultimately, how successful you are is up to you. And I feel like a lot of jobs say that, but it's wholeheartedly up to how hard you want to work, how hard you want to study, you know, and how hard you push yourself. So that's one of the positives that came out of this profession. You know, uh, you're not just doing, you know, your day by day and, you know, you know, not going in there with it. You're actually gaining something by doing your day by day. So. Joe, I'll make sure you uh, timestamp that because that's that's a good little takeaway right there. That's a good little <laughs> takeaway. What about you, divorce? What you learn, man? About yourself, good, bad, anything? Man, what, the main thing that I learned about myself is that, well, remember when I said that um, I was like, you know, when I was going through boot camp, I was, you know, I was the division commander over like 90 people. Mm-hmm. So over over a course of like boot camp and even during my time now, I just learned that, um, that, you know, my, my voice carry, my voice holds weight. Um, my voice holds weight. I'm very charismatic, you know, walking, when I walk in a room, I know that I'm different. I feel that I'm different. Um, people naturally just look at me. I mean, I know I'm six, three, but people look at, you know, uh, but, um, I've learned to like mince my words. I learned to think a little bit more before I talk. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when I do say something, like I said, it does hold weight, um, at least in the Navy, at least right where I'm at right now, my point in, in my career. So pretty much I've learned I've, I've gotten out of my shell. Um, I used to be shy. I used to be a little scared to talk in front of crowds, nervous all the time. It's it's but now I'm not. I, I feel comfortable walking into rooms with 100 people and saying how I feel. I don't mind, you know, if you do a group project and if you do a group project with 10 people, all 10 people may be nervous to say something first. Now I've noticed, I'm like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this. Mm-hmm. Who wants to, you know, like I naturally speak up now. So I don't think, I don't think I've experienced anything negative, but more so I've experienced like I've, I've gotten to learn who I am as a person uh, more so than anything. Good, man. During my time in the Navy. Love that. Now let's 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 transition to the to the most to the to the part of this episode that I, I look forward to the most. Um, I want to hear, especially from D Base, with this. And I want to hear about your 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 routine. I want to talk about your daily operations with work, and we're working out and stuff. But let's talk about work for first. Like, uh, how many days a week do you work? First of all. Uh, so I work, uh, five days a week, 10 hour days. Okay. So uh, what is a typical five, five day a week, 10 hour day? What does a typical day look like for you? If it's so, even a typical day. So every day can be different. Um, depending on where you're at, you know, what section you're working in, so forth and so on. So, you know, some days like you'll be in court, you know, taking prisoners up to court to go see their judge, you know, go see their lawyers, uh, some days you'll be down in our Sally Port or cell block receiving prisoners, uh, you know, making sure they uh, are supposed to be there today for their court hearings or make sure, you know, they need to go to another facility first. Uh, you know, whatever you got to do down there. 
some days it, it's funny because it's just i'm saying some days it really varies like uh some days you'll be out in the street looking for fugitives so if you have a case cases that you're working you know you find something good maybe you're doing something with your case uh doing something with your case that day um you could be called to do extradition so for instance monday you could be in italy picking some dude up coming back on wednesday and then thursday you're in court and then friday you're on the street looking for a dude that you're working a case for so True. it it truly varies every day. That sounds that sound like fun isn't the right word. That sounds very um, engaging. That's the yeah. right word. Like you I never, agree. you can't get bored. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't ever not, not uh, be engaged in your job with a schedule like that. Right. Yeah. And another thing like you, uh, we're in charge of protection too. So uh, for the attorney general or deputy attorney general. So some, like one day you might be like, Hey, uh, Saturday we have a, a little bit of overtime. You want to go do this detail uh, from eight to eight. Okay. I'll go uh, do a protection detail, whether it's uh, following somebody around all day or just sitting somewhere. You know, uh, we also are in charge of it, uh, doing it for Supreme Court judges. So uh, you may go sit at one of their houses. You know, you may go sit at their office. You, you know, so literally when I say day to day, it varies. It, it varies, especially the more senior, uh, senior you get within the agency you get more freedom to kind of do what you want to do, mm-hmm. you know? So maybe that'd be a little bit less court and cell block duties and more working cases or more traveling for work, you know? Mm-hmm. So as far as the day to day within work, that's how it goes. And what's the, what's the typical time? Like you said 10 hours. So like, what's the typical, like what, when do you clock in? Uh, most days uh, it's eight, eight thirty. Okay. Eight, eight thirty, unless something's happening and then, I may be called in to come in early or they may be like, Hey, like we got something late tonight. You can start your shift later. So gotcha. um, very, very flexible. I think that's one of the attributes you need to have is uh, be a flexible person, you know? So you, you ever had to, uh, Randy Orton, some dude, you know, <laughs> the I don't know what you're talking about now. No. Okay. Yeah. We can't, we can't talk about that. Yeah. It, you do, uh, <laughs> Like I said, it's, you can be sitting on your butt one day or you can be running, looking for somebody the next day, or you could be uh, doing both in the same hours, within the same hour. So it really, it really varies, you know? So my next question for you, as I look at uh, this fitness app, I see a lot of insanity. Mm. <laughs> and this is, this is, this is what's got me the most intrigued. Okay. So tell me this. What is, if you even have one, uh-huh. what is your workout and diet like routine? Cause, cause somebody I know might actually be interested in, tr- in trying, trying some of these things out, but this sounds, this just seems crazy. <laughs> we got, we got 700 calories burned and strength training. We got three miles ran. Then, then, 100 calories burned from core, then then 500 calories burned and strength training, all right? Um, let's see. We got a three-mile run. We got a 5K. <laughs> we got... You got it, bro. We got an outdoor run for 4.9 miles, and then 650 calories burned and strength training. Um, 17,000 steps. Total distance was 10 miles. It, 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 that's what, not one day, is it? That's one day? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh, that was throughout the week. That was throughout the week. That's crazy. That's still crazy, though. That boy. And then, and no. then, don't, 
get him started in the summer because I know the bike finna come out. Oh yeah, I like so, biking. So, tell, so talk to me, man. I need to hear somebody I know might be curious. So I just, I'm just, I just need to hear it for so I can tell them. So uh, during the time the academy, so going into the academy, I think it was two eighteen to two twenty. Um, still, I I would say back then I was just a little bulkier. I couldn't run the way I did now for sure, though. Uh, I don't know what I did, especially at the academy, because to me, we weren't doing anything physically hard every single waking moment. But by the time I graduated the academy, it was 195. I still fluctuate between like 195, 198 today. So another uh, big thing I was doing was counting my macronutrients when I got out the academy. So my protein, my carbs, my fats, I kind of got away from that to the point where I only track my protein now. But honestly, I don't really follow like a set diet. I uh, The big thing is I don't eat out all the time. That is something I was doing before the academy was eating out left and right. Uh, you know, uh, whether it's Chipotle real fast or grabbing Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, you know, whatever. Um, I would say right now, Monday through Friday, I try to do a good job actually doing it between me and my wife. It's uh, meal prepping. So lots of chicken. Lots of ground turkey. I love ground turkey. Ground um, turkey is crazy now. It used yes. to be nasty. I feel like they changed the, the formula or something. Cause <laughs> I don't know what they did. Crazy. I, I put that, it in everything. I get that 93.7 every time. Ground turkey 97. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> Lots of rice every day. I'm horrible at this. I need to do better. That was one of my New Year's. I don't like doing New Year's resolutions. But uh, that's one of the things I want to do is... Uh, eat more vegetables so i've been trying to eat a lot more vegetables some reason this year i discovered brussels sprouts and never had brussels sprouts until like this year and i love them but, I, uh, I don't like brussels sprouts all like uh, that they pretty good yeah you ain't doing it right. I, used to, good. I used to not like them either but uh like that that's the biggest thing just you know so like i said i eat a lot of chicken turkey uh something i didn't realize i moved here some stores carry bison I like some bison, mm-hmm. high in protein. I usually make burgers. Yeah, yeah, love bison. I, a lot of steak. <laughs> a lot of steak, of course, you know. Uh, but yeah, rice and vegetables throughout the week for lunch. Uh, always cooking for dinner. Like as far as the diet, honestly, I try not to indulge in the the bad things until the weekends. Mm-hmm. Still could probably do better than that, but like you so know, on the weekends, on the weekends you tap into your inner, your inner, oh. uh, your inner David base. A hundred percent. You know, I have the I have the the biggest sweet tooth ever. So you know, mm. whether it's ice cream, cake, whatever, I try to try to not overly indulge on the weekends, but I do have it on the weekends. Um, the wife is pretty good about making like healthier sweet stuff, you know, for me. So. uh like uh, she'll make uh, protein banana bread with chocolate chips in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a healthier side of something sweet for me to have throughout the week. Yeah. You know, uh, protein shakes. Maybe I'll do a chocolate peanut butter protein yeah, shake. Nice. You know, something to like edge that sweet tooth a little bit. But as far as dieting, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's just uh, healthier meals for lunchtime. Not eating out, dude. That's, that's, that's something that a lot of people don't realize is eating out. Uh, Really Bro. takes a toll, you know. Bro. It adds up to the pockets and to the weight. <laughs> so. The calories mm-hmm. in, in fast food is, or, or not fast food, sit down restaurants too. The calories in eating out is so crazy, bro. Like 
I can make a I can make a a fire chicken sandwich at home, mm-hmm. and it'll be like three hundred fifty calories. You go to you go get the same ingredients, the same contents, everything. It could be a grilled chicken sandwich, like it'd be healthy but still slap. Right. Um, at the restaurant, and then you go home. I mean, at home it'd be three fifty. Then you go to a restaurant, bro. It'd be like seven hundred fifty calories, and then you got to get a yeah. side. And what they yeah. got? What they got? Fries, fries, <laughs> mashed potatoes. The right. green beans got all types of ham hocks in it. Ham and ham grease, bacon in it. You know? So, so you're right, yeah. man. I mean, even just yeah. in that sense, like, um, I don't even really go to Chipotle or you know Moe's anymore, or all like that, because I'm so used to eating twelve hundred to sixteen hundred calories a day only, mm-hmm. man. That's it. If I eat Chipotle, that's it. Right. Yeah. That's the, you blew that out the water. I do get it sometimes though. And similar to you, uh, Saturdays, we go mm-hmm. out to eat. And then I go lie. For the past like month, every Monday I go get all you can eat wings at uh <laughs> on tap in Akron. I right. it's all you can eat, bro, for $13, bro. I mean, they got unlimited wings, fries, and pizza. I just be going crazy. So I do that twice. Right, you still gotta have your comfort food, you know. You still gotta have the food that makes you happy. So yeah. Right. The one thing I've been trying to stay away from is sugar, though. Um, mm-hmm. I know you said you got a sweet tooth, but uh, I do too. Um, I mean, it's bad. And for me, I still, um, you know, and I hope some people have made it this far on this episode that kind of keep up with my fitness, because like nobody's perfect. Like for me, like to this day, if I eat something sweet, my mind literally shuts down. And I start telling myself things that's not true and I can't get out of it. Like, I'll tell myself, if I eat something sweet, I'll literally tell myself, like, oh, the day's chalk. You might as well get the rest of the stuff that you love. And I'll literally eat bad all day. I did that actually this past week because it was National Counselors Week. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, Janelle had got me um, an edible arrangement. Chocolate covered strawberries. Man, that's sweet. It just kicked in. I said, yep. It's a wrap. I might as well go this, 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 this. I was eating anything in sight. I ate a chocolate muffin. I ate a donut, two donuts. Um, so that's why I just stay away from mm-hmm. it completely. Like, I already know how it tastes. That's my mentality 90% of the time. But sometimes I fold. So um, what about the working out, man? Because I said, when I be seeing this, bro, I was, I was first of all, first of all, you weren't, you probably weren't competing with me, but I was competing with you when I was losing weight. <laughs> And I was thrashing you for a little bit because I was working out <laughs> like crazy. Um, but you didn't stepped it up for sure. Like mm-hmm. burning 2,000 calories in a day is crazy. Um, I've never done anything like that unless it was like I was a football player. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems it's your, 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 your workout schedule seems to be uh, unorthodox in the sense that it's, it doesn't seem to have a true plan. So just tell me what you, what you do. Because, uh, like I said, somebody might be interested. Um, so before I get on that, does it? Did you? <laughs> did you see what I did yesterday? Is it what I did yesterday on there? Let me see. No, your uh, your watch must have been dead. No, that was today. Yesterday, still. Yes. Yeah, uh, wait. I'm not reading this right. <laughs> I, I'm not reading this right. What is this, bro? You ain't do this, bro. Yeah, I'll t- I'll, I'll expand on that after at the end, but we're huh? we're uh, <laughs> training for something. So I, I guess that's the only thing I'm actually training for. But yeah, no, nah. I need you to talk about it. Um, I need you to talk about it. 
But as far as, as far as like the working out goes, I really don't follow any specific plan. I try, so I, let's say my overall guidelines is I try to do at least three runs a week. So uh, I would try to do two short runs. So that's three to five-ish miles. And I try to do like a seven to eight mile run once a week, um, depending on time. I like to do it in the mornings. So something that really motivated me to run. So wait, is, so we talking about seven to eight <laughs> miles throughout the week or like one time? At, like one, So that's my long run. I try to do three runs, like two short runs and one long run a week. Wait, you do one run for seven miles, seven miles? <laughs> yeah. Get I'm telling I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's something that no I think I'll ever be able to do. As run is almost therapeutic to me. I like throwing my headphones on, whether I'm listening to a podcast or listening to music. And uh the like being here in the nation's capital, you know, you wake up early to run, there's nobody outside. You never really see the city when it's not busy, not the hustle and bustle. You know, when I wake up early to run. I usually try to be out there at like 5 30, 5 o'clock before like traffic and like everybody starts to get out. It's quiet, it's peaceful. You know, you get to see all the monument uh, monuments before they get packed, get the nice sunrise, whatever. So I'm not saying that's what necessarily motivates me, but that's one of the major perks that I love is uh is seeing, you know, the city before everybody else wakes up. You know, you get that advantage to, you know, have that for yourself, you know. So mm-hmm. but uh like I said. I try to do uh, three runs a week or some type of cardio a week, three times, if not more. I lift pretty much every day, Monday through Friday. Me and my friend go to our uh, local gym before work at five o'clock when it opens. We usually work out for like an hour and a half. So uh, typical, like, you know, you got your leg day, you know, you got your back and buys, uh, you got your chest and tries, your shoulders. You know, so we break those muscles up throughout the week, you know, hit core. But like when I tell you, we, it's just no like set plan. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if I might wake up tomorrow, I'm like, you know what? Before I go to sleep tonight, I might, I'm like, you know, what? I might run tomorrow. Let me check the weather. Oh, it's going to be 60 something. It'll be awesome day to run. So I might end up running more someday, uh, some weeks than I plan to. Some days I might end up running more than I plan to, you know, it's just like what I can get in when I have the time to get it in. But I definitely do something every day. Every single day I do something. Even on weekends. Uh, you know what? So weekends, Saturdays. Because you be giving me with that with that every single day. Yeah. Saturdays it varies. Sundays almost I, it's exclusively a rest day. It's some type of stretch. And that's pretty much it. Like I'll I stretch on the living room floor watching TV with the wife and dog or uh, something of that nature. So do you stretch every day. Up. I need to get better with stretching. <laughs> So, and that was, so, you know, I told you I don't like doing New Year's, you know, goals, resolutions, whatever. So uh, that was one of the things that I want to do this year is stretch more. So I try to stretch for at least like 15 minutes every night. Uh, does it happen every night? Absolutely not. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I try to hit some like, you know, of the main stretches every night before I go to sleep, you know, before I settle in. So, but that's definitely so, something I can get better at. So I got a question, bro. So I can't get over these seven miles. Now well, you, do you you got to see ex- what what I see. But go ahead. Oh, I'm I know I know I want you to tell us. But when you when you're running like those seven miles, because I remember we I ran a, a we had a conditioning test for at when I was at Temple, 
Mm-hmm. He ran 32 one tens, which is 110 yards. Um, and that was like the most enjoyable exercise I ever had because I just I was on a runner's high. What what what, what soldier boy say? Huh? <laughs> I hated the one tens, bro. It was the most enjoyable experience, bro. I it was so I relaxing for the temple. Bro, it was been, no, we ran them in, there. No, heggs, no, you bugging. We ran them in 19 seconds, 18 seconds. I I, I did mine in like 16, 17 that day. Cause I just felt so good and relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel nothing. Mm-mm. My legs, I didn't feel like I was running. I was just going, coasting. Do you feel that when you run your seven miles? Like, do you, like, like it's like a stress relief for you? Is it like peaceful? Cause I need a rational like answer for these seven miles. Seven so, miles is crazy. Uh yeah, I would say like the first. You know, two, one and a half, two miles, like you're kind of like warming yourself up a little bit. So you may yep. feel like the like the strain of the run a little bit more. And then after a while, you kind of like just get in that runner's zone, uh, start feeling that runner's high uh, and just get into like, your, you know, your little runner's mood or whatever. You know, your music's playing, whatever. And the miles kind of just fly by after that, honestly. So in my, in my days, I used to... um out of boot camp, I would say, you know, for the first two or three months out of boot camp, I was in A school. Every Saturday, I would I would go and run ten miles. I would do it once a week, but that's when I was like super in shape. I was mm-hmm. I was I think I got out of boot camp. I was like two oh four something. It looked I looked unhealthy, right? <laughs> uh, but I used to do that, and that makes sense because I I would hit let's say the first three, I'll say the first three or four miles. I say by mile three, I feel like I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And then something happened at like mile five, I get a second Bro, wind or something like that. It just kicks in. Yeah, but it's not, and it's not even my legs never get tired. It's my, you know, my my breathing. What is, you know, tre- yeah, my chest, yeah. my you know what I'm saying? Um, right. I think it's that what is that called? I think that's called a second wind, second breath, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh yeah. And like it's hard to explain unless, like you said, you felt it yourself and like, why am I getting all this burst of energy all of a sudden? It's I think it's a real thing. Uh Sometimes it can be like the the music I'm playing. Some good a good song comes on. Next thing you know, like you you look at your watch, you run a little bit faster than you were supposed to be running. Big you know, rice get on. It's like yeah, let me take a second win. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, as far as like the working out, like I said, there's it's just like I try to keep consistent of those three runs, lifting every day. Uh, you know, you couple that with eating how. Uh, you should be eating or, you know, eating what I try to eat, you know, that helps me maintain, you know, my physical fitness. And oh. it's funny because like saying this out loud, like, I want people to think, I I think this is normal to me. I think it's just a normal lifestyle. It's not. It's and, not. and it's funny. It's funny because I didn't realize that until last night when I was telling the wife, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do Bryce's podcast tomorrow, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I was like, yeah, they want to talk about my workout regimen. I was like, it's normal. I don't understand why they want to talk about it. And before I can even finish, she's like, it's not normal. It's it's not. I'm like, what? She's like, no, it's it's not normal at all. I keep telling you that. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know. I built a habit. I guess that's where it's at with that. But sorry. So, so a couple more, just a, a couple more questions. So I just need to clarify. So three runs a, a week. Yeah. So I try but to you, do. But you minimum. live, you live Monday through Friday, like straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day. How long are those lifts? Like we talking like 30, 40, 40 minutes? Uh hour, hour and a half. Okay. So yeah. hour, hour and a half in the weight room, getting it in. Mm-hmm. That's how you burn 600 calories. I see now. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, because I burn about half because I'm in there for about half that time, 30 to 45. Oh. Okay. Um, then we look then so after so three days a week running. So are we talking after the lift, you go run before work? Uh, so depending on the work schedule, I can sometimes. Recently it's been uh when I get off work, I'll okay. go run. So I'll lift in the morning, shower, uh, go to work work and then once i get off uh depending on you know time you know some days you may have time throughout your work day but i'll go and then uh run my couple miles usually after work though so there's okay. a gap in between there and then one more question mm -hmm. um when you, you do a lot of outside running mm -hmm. what's I your only do outside your, running by the way i don't run i hate running Absolutely what's your running. what's your temperature threshold Oh, like how, how cold I would go out? Um, had to be super motivated, but I think the coldest, like, I so I do most of my, I do all my lifting with my friends. Same thing with my running most of the time here at work. Because uh, we did, it was like 25 to 29 degrees. That don't get you. You know what I'm saying? Nah. I don't have you coughing for, for, the, for the whole day. That don't. Your, your lungs definitely be feeling some type of way. Uh, like I said, after a while, you break through. Honestly, like you end up peeling off layers. Like I feel like I have the tendency to put too much on, and then you know, as I'm running, I'm like, all right, I'm starting to sweat a lot, starting to get very hot. So either I'm pulling off a hoodie or I'm taking off the hoodie and pulling off one of my long sleeve shirts. Uh, always got to have a hat on though when it's cold. That's that's like the main thing you got to have. Uh, gloves too. <clears throat> I lost my gloves, so I've been having to thug it out. <laughs> Uh, not wear gloves, but but yeah, that's like the the threshold for as far as how cold I'm willing to run in. I gotta really want to run though. Like usually, anything like 35 and above, I'm fine. Like I don't care. Like but anything under 35, I gotta be I gotta be pretty motivated to. Do go you out get there. sick? Ever? No, I, I honestly haven't gotten sick from doing one of the runs. That I can remember. I was hoping he said yes. <laughs> Um, as far as like hot, I don't know. I haven't really experienced uh, a crazy hot day here in DC, so haven't had to deal with that uh, that much. Georgia was Georgia was another animal as far as heat goes, but uh, but yeah. So, so, so we we at that point where Bryce Harris is is declaring a challenge. Okay. Hey, you got to talk. You talk about what yesterday was yet? No, we're yeah, going to get to that. Yesterday. No, we're going to get to that. But I want to say my challenge. And I, I'm going to ask about that because that was my next question. But I'm declaring it. I'm declaring a challenge. I mean, at this point, we, we I, I'm not satisfied. I'm always chasing for more. So I think it's about that time that I try to work out and live like D base for two weeks. I'm going to do it for two weeks. Mm -hmm. so, you'll be able to do it way easier than you think so so how do we do this the right way okay i ain't running eight miles you know what i'm saying i can't right. just go right into that so so uh divorce and david the two guys that that have distance ran mentally y'all know i'm mentally strong all right mm -hmm. there's no there's no doubt about that how far do you think i can start off with three miles four miles less uh I feel like you can do like a four miler. I'm saying it'd be tough, but like, well, yeah. For the three days, for the three days, like a week, three to four, I feel like you could do. Okay. 
I think the biggest thing is like don't like uh overdo it because you start getting uh shin splints or mm-hmm. anything like that. And it's important to have a good pair of running shoes as well. You definitely make sure you got a pair of running shoes. Yeah, I think you can. I think it would depend. It depends on how. Like so, when I'm running distance, but I don't. I haven't done it in years, man. I haven't ran more than like five miles in so long. But if if it's anything like David, I trot. I trot. I don't run. I don't run ten miles. I trotted <laughs> ten miles. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, like, like what? Like I what? Galloped. Pace like what pace? I galloped probably like galloped is crazy. Hellostelli. <laughs> I don't know. Like, are we talking like? A, have you ever seen David Goggins jog? He don't really jog for real. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That's that's how I. Yeah, he goes straight hill to my distance. Like <laughs> I'm not running. Hilltop. I'm not running for time. I'm just running to like keep moving. Mm-hmm. You know. So I would say if if, if you're putting in a treadmill perspective, probably like a five, five two. Okay. Maybe, you know, but if I'm really trying to run for quickly, once again, tre- sometimes I use a treadmill. I'll say like, if I'm really trying to run and trying to get a good, a good run in probably like I do like a 7.2. Okay. That's a good pace. If I'm trying to, if I'm trying to keep a a, a good mile time, right. But when I'm doing distance, probably like a five enough for me to talk enough for me to talk, breathe, breathe good. Uh, You know, Listen to music, you know, mm-hmm. do whatever, you know. So say less. Say less. I I, I mean I, you in shape, Bryce. I mean, all right, yeah. I'm, but bro, 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 whoa, whoa, slow it down, slow it down. But I don't all, all I do is lift and hoop. Like I don't I don't run. I don't I don't do that. I don't under, underestimate hooping though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hoop underestimate that one. I get that hooping in. So like that's all I do. Um I don't do no no running. Huh? We don't do that. So I use actually I was running the other day and I used a Nike app and you can get a, like a, a person that talk to you. It's mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Divorce. I don't slow down. Shut It'd be like, up. slow down for 30 seconds. I'm like, okay. Yeah, All right. Speed up for a minute. Yeah. So you, you probably don't need that, but I found it pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so we, so we got three, three runs a week. Okay. Well, I'll start with four miles, four mm-hmm. miles. And then I live five days a week. So I, I could live. So I gotta sometimes I gotta lift on the same day as I run. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then really my diet probably don't gotta change because it sounds like we eat about the same thing. Yeah, I, I I'm down. I'm ready. I'm ready for the challenge. What you think, Joe? You you gonna join me? Hey, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I will do it. I definitely will. I'm just like doing it. like when you start at four miles, I'm gonna start at 400 meters and then work my way up you feel me he right, said that's another thing you don't gotta you don't necessarily run like there's other ways rolling. no no we doing it we if we're gonna do it we're gonna do it the right way you all know right what I'm saying? all right say less because i because cool too but but see the pressure on you too d base because i'm really finna like i'm i ain't gonna lie i'm finna start screenshotting our days like you finna be like you know what i'm saying all uh-huh. of that's getting documented so two weeks man <laughs> two weeks two for two weeks i'm gonna I'm live like d base what time you sleep Oh, so the part that's gonna break me. So in reality, I feel like I probably don't sleep as much as I should every night. So with that being said, I wake up. My first alarm clock goes off at four fifteen, and then Uh, that's what I gotta do. Obviously, (laughs) I probably don't wake up at that one. Realistically, my my second alarm goes. I need realistic because I get up. Four thirty-five is when my second one goes off, and that's when I actually like time to get your tail up, you know, and get moving. 
Right. Um, and then usually I go to bed. I try to be laying in bed before 10 o'clock. Usually it's at 10 and I'm, I'm usually knocked out by the time I hit bed. So, Bro, I 10, might not be able to intermittent fast with this schedule. 1030, I'm out. So what time you eat breakfast? Do you eat anything before you go, go out and work out? Uh, so usually I eat a banana before I go and do any type of workout. Uh, I drink like some electrolytes or BCAAs. Uh, after my workout is usually when I actually eat my breakfast. And usually it's just like a bagel. Uh, I have a protein shake every morning after uh, whatever I do, whether it's run or lift, I have a protein shake. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, a bagel, protein bar, or just another banana. We're going to have to link up. You and me, we're going to we gonna have to, I'm going to have to call you and I'm going to have to get your whole schedule. I'm going to stop intermittent fasting for two weeks. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm gonna, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah. live like D-Base. I'm going to live <laughs> like D-Base. I, I, I'm, I'm fully bought in, Joe. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm fully bought in. Two weeks, we're going to see what happens. So yeah. I think you can do it. Good for you, bro. So Probably. that's what I'm <laughs> Now, let's talk about that 10-mile uh, thing that I saw, and then uh, we'll cut the episode. Well, what did I see yesterday, bro? Please. So, so have you guys ever heard of Ruckin' before? No. I've yeah. heard of Ruckin'. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, uh, Divorce, you might be able to explain Ruckin' better than I can. I don't know if you want to try. I know you guys doing the military thing primarily, so. Um, well, Ruck is just, it's like a, it's essentially like a, a it's essentially like a backpack. Um, did your, did your rucksack have, you had water? Uh, so no, I just had my water bottle in it and then the weight in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So a rucksack is essentially like a backpack. Uh, it got weights as weighted. It's almost like you just running with a, with a, with a weight vest. Um, but rucking it's rucking itself is just a, it's a, um, it's going a long distance. Like it's not like a normal run. Um, and typically you have, like he had his water. Most rucksacks have. Uh, like the feeding you know tube, what right? It, yeah, it has, a, it, has a, it has a tube coming out the back and you can just drink water while you're running or yeah. hiking or whatever. You know what a camelback is, camel pack? Yeah. Bryce, you know what that, it's just like that essentially. Uh, okay. But the, but the back, it's, it's, it's a weighted. Got you. Yeah. So uh, me and two of my other friends, we went on a ruck yesterday. So there's this event that I don't know why they asked me if I wanted to do it. And of course, you know, my buddies are doing it. So I was like, oh, of course I'll do it. But in May, I believe uh, we're doing this. It's a go ruck event. It's a go ruck 50 miler where I think the time cap is 20 hours. It starts I'm at 9 p.m. <laughs> it starts at 9 p.m. And you got to ruck 50 miles uh, in under 20 hours, I believe. I think I believe it's 20 hours. But uh, so we're preparing for that. So that's the only thing I'm like really training, training for a person. And, and it's a hike or is it like straight almost? Because like um, 50 miles is like great. 50 miles is almost like to Columbus from where I'm at. <laughs> it's uh, it's more what a way to back. back this is a hike off. through the city. Uh, you know, they give you different waypoints. You know, you got to go here and here. And, you know, you can pick your route you take, basically. So uh We've been preparing, you know, we decided to ruck as a group yesterday. That was the longest one I've ever done was the 10 miles. I did mine with uh, 35 pounds. Um, we just rucked around DC, uh, you know, for fun. I think it took us like two hours and 40 something minutes to do 10 miles. Uh, you do it, we did ours in boots. So I did, I was wearing t-shirt, shorts and boots with my rucksack on, uh, 
you know, I think we stopped maybe three times, uh, use the bathroom, drink water, you know, uh, we were going at a fairly like slow pace. I think our average mile was like 15 and some change. Um, we are going to attempt to go faster than that, but you know, obviously training up to that, uh, up to that pace, it's going to be a while, but, uh, yeah. So that's what yesterday was. We went on that 10 mile ruck around DC, you know, a couple, took a couple hours, but, uh, it was fun, you know, just talking, enjoying the views, listening to music, you know, uh, while rucking out or walking with your friends, basically. So in essence, it's pretty much what it is. Just good vibes, huh? Just good vibes. Anything else to do on a Saturday? Uh-huh. Like, Tim, I'm running some boots, huh? Yeah, Tim, I'm running some boots. Just good vibes. He talking about, yeah, we just vibing, just having a good time. <laughs> he was vibing, sipping our water. <laughs> uh, no, for real, it was actually, it was actually a pretty chill, uh, fun time. So, uh, yeah, you bugger. But yeah, so we're preparing for that, that, that 50 mile there. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's in May. Uh, so we'll see how yeah how it goes. But that's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah. I'm I'm jealous. I, I wish I had friends like that because my friends, my friends just want to start nonprofits and stuff. Like that's so random. <laughs> my friends want to do YouTube podcasts and stuff. I'm trying to run 10 miles or walk, walk 10 miles and wait with with a thousand pounds on my back, like jeering. No, I can't I can't wait to see this challenge, bro, because you hate running. Ooh, I can't wait. I've been rubbing my knees this whole conversation. I'm not gonna lie. And my knees haven't hurt in years or in, in a year. They, it's been a whole year since my knees have hurt. And I've just been rubbing my knees because I just can't stand running, bro. I, I have know. no, I have uh not a doubt in my mind that you're gonna knock this out the park. So we're gonna see, man. Gonna I, think see. I, appreciate, I appreciate your confidence. All right, I got confidence in myself too, but I got a little bit of doubt, just a little bit. <laughs> So uh, as we close, D-Base, tell me, man, where do you see yourself in one year? You could you could be as broad or as uh, detailed as you want. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, you know, move up the ranks within the martial service, uh, continue to work hard, maybe get a little bit more responsibilities as I gain, gain seniority within the, uh, the agency. Uh, uh, who knows what the future holds? You know, there may be some avenue that I never thought about. That may open up and spark my interest. So uh, right now it's kind of hard to tell. I know some things that I want to do. Uh, I keep those close to my chest until I figure out if that's exactly what I want to do when I get to do it. You know. So of course you guys will be the first one to hear about it. You know, as being my closest friends. So, uh, so yeah, what, if, what, uh, what if Drake wanted you to be a security guard? <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if I would be willing to give up my job right now to go. Be Drake security guard. I'm not going to. Y'all heard that? So. Marshall service. Y'all heard that? This guy is Drake. going to the soil. Get him Drake. right. All right. Get him right. right. Now, um, another question. What advice would you give? I, you can answer it however you want. You can either answer for yourself or for another kid. But what advice would you give 17-year-old David or a 17-year-old kid? Ooh. Um, so a lot of times, you know, uh, doing the right thing. You know, whether it's studying instead of partying or, uh, you know, taking care of your responsibilities before you take care of the fun part of your, you know, your day of your life. Sometimes that can be draining because you see other people not making those same decisions. And it's like you wonder if those decisions are the right decisions at the time. You know, you're missing out on all the fun things, fun experiences, uh, you know, because you're wanting to take care of business first. So sometimes you think, uh, you know, you're 
that may not be the right decision, but I can say right now, it definitely is worth it. Keeping your nose clean, staying out of trouble, getting good grades, studying, you know, finding a group of friends who, you know, are dedicated to the same values as uh, you, you know, uh, friends that, you know, get good grades. It's not, it's, I, don't, I don't know why kids think it's cool to like, you know, not get good grades and do all the, the, I mean, I'm not explaining there, but just doing the, the dumb stuff that they do. But mm-hmm. I feel like uh, if I could give the kids advice, just stay on your path, you know, where you want to go, you know, what you need to do to be successful. We hear adults tell us things all the time when we're kids about, you know, lessons they've learned. So who am I to not take the lesson that they learned and, you know, adapt it and do it? You know, why would I learn that lesson myself and put myself behind, you know? That's something that I learned from my dad is that, uh, you know, he always told me like, hey, I learned this lesson the hard way. Let me teach you this. That way you don't have to you don't have to learn this lesson yourself and waste your own time. So, you know, I'd rather take those lessons, uh, run with them, not waste my time uh, to get to where I want to be at. You know, that it may sound a little confusing. I don't no, know. That you guys, makes perfect sense, say, but That was great. But, uh, you know, basically just keep grinding, keep doing what you know you're supposed to do and what you need to do to be successful. Integrity, man. Have that integrity. Y'all know what to do. Yes. Especially y'all kids. Y'all know what's right and what's wrong. Y'all making those choices on a daily basis. All right. So make sure we choose and right. 100%. Uh, keep your nose clean. Let's start with, let's do, let's do these 15 second takeaways and cut the episode. D. Allen, you ready, man? You got something that you want to share? Oh, yeah. Um, Just everybody just stay persistent. Um, persistent persistent and consistent is almost the same thing but persistent means um that you'll keep going in the face of adversity so just mm-hmm. stay persistent every day mm-hmm. absolutely what about you joe since we got someone in the navy i want to say a navy quote that i heard um under pressure you don't rise to the occasion you sink to the level of your training um and i think that's really important because you guys uh it's important to establish good habits because you're going to fall back to your routine and the thing that you know the most. So understand that you really need to train your mind and understand that pain is temporary. Anything that you're going through right now, after you're, you're done with that moment, that hour, that minute, that run, you're going to go right back home, watch TV and you're going to feel just fine. So um, I'm not going to get a cliche of what kill you, make you stronger. Um, but you're going to come out better training your mind to be prepared for those situations that's going to occur down the line again. Debase, what's what about you, man? 15 seconds. Oh, uh, and you put me on the spot. Give me a takeaway. Anything from, from anything that was discussed today. Um, so I would say uh where you're at now, you may not be satisfied with where like what you're doing, you know, where you're at mentally, emotionally, or just your standpoint in life. I still like this, I still feel like that to this day. I think me and Bryce talked about this the most in college, you know feeling that you should be somewhere uh, in your life, you know, but trust me, like if you feel that way, that means that you're grinding to get to where you want to be at. Eventually you will uh, achieve where you want to be at. You know, just keep grinding, keep doing what you need to do and stay consistent. Like divorce it. Period. My 15 second takeaway is a little off topic. Uh, I was actually just talking to another friend. I'm not going to specify, but I was talking to another friend in AC yesterday about this and debase. You, you, you talked about uh, your wife a couple of times, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just 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 keep this in mind for the for the for the fellas that might be listening to this podcast. Some not not all people, not all men in this world are kings. 
right? But D-Base, you are, I feel like you are a king. I feel like all of us are kings, oh, right? Not everybody's kings, man. Like, honestly, like some people don't deserve that that title, uh, in my opinion, the way they live, the way they act, how responsible or slash irresponsible they are. But if you're a king, you you deserve a queen, right? And D-Base, you got that, man. You got a queen. And I think that yeah. all kings deserve a queen, not a princess, right? So sometimes these these kings are chasing princesses because they're they're pretty or they look all so beautiful. But queens handle business. Queens are also pretty and beautiful. They used to be princesses, but they've matured. They've grown up, and they are a great, great, great company to a king because they handle their business and they also know what type of responsibilities and things that they have to hold on their end. So just make sure that you got a queen on your side, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Don't chase the princess. The princess looks for handouts. The queen looks how she can hand out to others. All right. So every king deserves a queen, man. And I just hope and pray that all y'all have that for yourselves. Cause I know I got me one. I know D base got him one. All right. So that's my takeaway. Well, it's time to climb. It's time to climb. And and I mean that, and I guess in a literal, literal sense, cause D base here hiking 30,000 miles. And- right. Five years from now, like, yeah, I'm going on a sprint around the world. <laughs> at, at, at some point, at some point, it's gonna be we're gonna get him back on. He's gonna be like, Yeah, you know, a lot of them they, what's that? What's the flight called? D base? Flight. Oh, the uh, the J uh, J Pass flight. A lot of them they go on the J Pass. I just meet them down there. I'll be running. I just jog. I just <laughs> I just be yeah, we'll go from like Ohio all the way to uh, yeah. Mexico, and then we'll go to Bahrain and see D. Allen on the way back. Yeah. And I just draw in some boots, and I'll swim and <laughs> wrestle a couple, wrestle a couple sharks. But nonetheless, man, I appreciate y'all being on the episode, man. Um, having us. It, it was a pleasure, man. I definitely learned a lot. I hope y'all did too. So just like that, keep climbing. You know what I'm saying? Success is at the top, right? It's yeah. always at the top of the mountain. And guess what? It's not doing. It ain't rolling down. So we got to climb up and go get it. All right, just like that. Love, peace, chicken grease, all of that. Keep climbing. We'll see y'all later. I believe it is. They say the clouds is high. They swear the moon is far. Don't be sorry when you see me. Go all the way to the stars. You in the sky, I reach for the stars. You in the sky, I reach for the stars. You in the sky, I'm in the stars. Yeah, I'm with the stars.